Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a Savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Nearing with True North Homeschool Academy, and I am back once again with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. Today on the show, I have Cindy LaJoy again. Um, you guys probably remember from a couple other podcasts that we've done together. Cindy has just written a new book, Blazing New Homeschool Trails, Educating and Launching Teens with Developmental Disabilities. And I asked her to be on the show because I'm really excited about her having the chance to share about this book um, and also just let you guys know that she's actually going to be teaching a couple more classes at True North Homeschool Academy this coming year. She will be teaching adapted U.S. history and adapted English as well as adaptive life skills. So, Cindy, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being on the show with me again. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's a pleasure and always to visit with you. Always. We can we could just talk. We could talk long. for hours. We <laughs> could say we're gonna meet in the middle and have a have a big weekend together. Um, um you keep I keep saying, Hey, do you want to tutor? No, I don't really want to tutor. I'm busy in the new tutor. Hey, you want to teach a class? No, I'm busy in the new teacher class, and then <laughs> another class. And so I'm so appreciative. This um you're teaching adapted US history and adapted English with us at North School Academy in the fall. The first sections are already full because they're really small classes, just five kids in the class. It's going to be a lot of personalized attention. Um, And then um, we had a special request from some of our families to teach life skills for for kids who needed it adapted. And Mm -hmm. I decided to jump into that too. So (laughs) you did. So well, I'll post the links to that. But really what I want to talk to you about today is your book, Blazing New Homeschool Trails. just take a minute and remind our listeners about who you are in your family. Do you mind? Sure, sure, no problem. Um, so um, I'm a homeschool veteran of a dozen years, just ended my homeschooling years of my own children, thankfully, um, and, and successfully. And just ended in May, graduated my youngest to his 18. Um, we have five kids adopted internationally from Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, four from Kazakhstan. And one is from Kyrgyzstan. They range in age from 23 to 18. Um, that sounds like we may have finished most of our homeschool journey early, but because our kids have developmental disabilities, um, we graduated um, three of them at 21 years old. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm not that far out of things at this point, yet, yeah. just barely. Um, so we have um, all five, and um, one has our first graduate is actually our middle son. He has been studying uh, cloud-based computing and website design and all kinds of things that I have no idea what he's talking about anymore. <laughs> but he still shares, thankfully, and I pretend that I that I understand what he's talking about. Um, and then we have the next three are running a business of their own called Buckaroo Slices and Scoops, which they developed as a high school senior project. Wow. And now we're running and we hire people with developmental disabilities and, and cognitive delay there as well. Mm-hmm. And my youngest we have no idea what he's going to do. He's taking a gap year. He has a year of college under his belt and thought he was going to go into teaching. And two months before graduation, 
came to me and said, you know, 16 year old Josh thought that sounded great. 18 year old Josh, not so sure. <laughs> so we are, um, we're going to use next year to explore some different career possibilities. He's looking at um, medical, nursing, physical oh. therapy, things like that, maybe, mm -hmm. and still considering teaching. So, yeah. Um, so we're done with that. Um, I'm also uh, the founder and the sole, basically sole admin of Blue Collar Homeschool, mm -hmm. which is a website with resources for kids who are not heading to college, but are headed to career or military or whatever their options are. Um, and then we have about 11,000 members, 11.5, I think, last count I checked. Mm -hmm. And um, and we have a Facebook group. So we have the website, which is sort of a companion to our Facebook group. And we post resources, and we're in the process of redoing our website right now. And mm -hmm. that should be out in the fall. I'm, you know, that's going to be dependent on my schedule. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm a, a special education consultant and um, do um, uh, help with with True North with you, mm -hmm. um, helping families try and figure out a path and resources that may not be a, understand or available to them, or um, help them try and figure out possible diagnoses for issues that their child may be having, and they're beginning to see this isn't going away. So yeah. um, I help families that way as well. And then, yes, um, along with Natalie Vecchione, um, who I have never met in person, we we wrote a book. <laughs> It's that was my COVID world. project. Yeah, yeah, that's my 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 COVID project, uh, along with getting suckered into teaching more classes. Yeah, <laughs> you were busy during COVID. I was. Yeah, were... yeah. COVID COVID was really productive for me, and and I didn't anticipate that. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot so to you do do the Sped Academic Advising for True North Homeschool Academy, and yeah, we want you to take our classes because they're awesome. But when you do Sped Academic Advising, the the focus isn't on just selling classes for True North. It's about how to resource parents with as much stuff as they need, not extra stuff, in an affordable manner. Because that's really tough with special needs services. It is. Special needs families are tapped yeah. financially. They're paying yeah. for therapies. They're paying for everything under the sun to even try and get to a diagnosis. They're paying for additional types of curriculum. And they end up throwing it out more often because it right. doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Yes, and 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 I want to throw in a plug for you because honestly, you are the only person I would choose to work with because you told me from the very beginning, and I think this is important for your families to know, that this isn't about pushing your classes. And if you had told me that I was supposed to push your classes, I would not have done it because often there's not a class that meets that particular need. And yeah. the freedom to be able to recommend whatever works along with some of your classes, and now we have some more offerings as well for SPED kids. Um, I think that's important because often when people work for an entity, yeah. it feels like a marketing ploy, and that's truly not it. And I'm so appreciative of the fact that I'm free to resource parents in whatever direction works well for them and their child. Yeah. Um, and, and that you have that heart for these kids and these families. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I truly, really enjoy talking to families, um, even sort of when they're in crisis and they can't figure it out and they get really stuck. Yeah. Um, I've been there. And I, I, I like to tell families, I have cried the tears for you. So now you don't have to, let me, let me point you in the right direction. And I don't always have the answers, but, um, we went through a lot of curriculum, a lot of, a lot of, we have more challenges than most people have in their families. So, um, I, I picked up a few things along the way. Let's yeah. That way. <laughs> you are a font of wisdom about special needs services and resources and curriculum that really works. Oh, well, thank and you. Thank that you. That is so hard to find in a special needs. I, I um I think I read that 10% of government school kids are temp are special needs and 30% of the homeschool world, and I really think that's because every special needs kid is 
is so unique. Like what works for one, what the government school is just made for the average person. And that's yes. not terrible. It's, it's a necessary no. thing. But if you have anybody who's doubly gifted or gifted or special needs or learning disordered or processing or autistic, it's not going to work for them. So no, no yeah. it's not. And, and I think they, they try. Yeah. Um, the school, my kids, we public schools initially, um, the school they were in really did try, but we brought them challenges they'd never seen before. Children from an orphanage environment were unknown in our school as well. And that comes with its own sort of set of challenges that come along with that. Um, and, and our family, we have, well, I'm current, currently working with um, two individuals with autism, one through you and one that's um, my sort of adopted nephew who is an intern with us. Um, but within my five kids, we have twice exceptional, slow processing speed, sensory integration disorder, auditory processing disorder, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, um, ADHD, ADD, um, giftedness into one pretty highly gifted. And then, um, of course, we have fetal alcohol syndrome in three. So, gosh. And probably things that I don't even know yeah. are underneath at all because we just worked with it right. rather successfully. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I used to wonder why I was going through that. And now I understand that it was to help my kids, but also to help other families not feel quite yeah. as alone and lost in the mess mm-hmm. because this can get sticky and difficult to deal with. Right. Lots of these things are hard to teach. Yeah. Well, homeschooling can be really stressful. It's, it kind of can be like a really lonely road. Let's face it. It's, yes. it's a job because you're not doing other things. You're doing this with intentionality yes. and purpose. You're spending money and we're not really equipped. A lot of times we're just, we just know that this is a good path for, for now. Yes. It's better than what we have. So how do you do it? And that leads us back again to blazing new homeschool trails. So this is just a great out, outgrowth of everything you've been doing probably for the last yes. and a half, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Natalie approached me. It was her idea. Um, she has a son with um, disabilities and fetal alcohol spectrum disorder as well. And um, she started a podcast called FASD Hope. And she interviewed me and we clicked sort of like you and I do. <laughs> and um and we just couldn't stop the conversation. And we kept realizing there are lots of families out there, particularly with, with kids with FASD, but also with any developmental disability, who get to a point where they hit the wall and then they don't know what to do. And often, Lisa, I found that comes at about 14 or 15. Okay. You remediate, remediate, work, 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 try to like bring them up to grade level and realize there's something permanently not working here. Now what? This is going to be not much different as an end result. I know I need to continue to educate, but where do I go from here? And um, we needed a little guidebook ourselves. And we realized we had tried a few things that worked that may or may not work for other families. We don't pretend to be experts, but we do know what worked for us. Uh-huh. And it was that alone piece that really, you named it for us, that hit us so hard. Um, having a child with special special needs in a public school is isolating, but having one as a homeschooler is even more isolating. Yeah. You're already isolating as the parent. And you also have all of the weight of the responsibility often of even trying to figure it out mm-hmm. um, before you can then properly educate in the right directions with the right, you know, accommodations and such. And often it's not always apparent with some of these kids what exactly it is. You have to chase the diagnosis yourself pretty often. That can be frustrating, intimidating. You're dealing with lots of professionals who act like you as the mom don't know anything, even though you are the one working with your child 24-7. Yeah. Um, and more often than not, when I talk to moms, they're crying. 
Yeah. And it's because the frustration has just built up. The fear for their child's future has, has built up and they can't see a way through. We wrote the book that we wished we had had that could have encouraged us sharing our family stories and unique differences in the way we approached helping our kids. Right. And when, and when I say launch, I think I need to, to do that with a caveat. Launching a special needs learner may not mean they move away. Right. Launching a special needs learner means they may be settling into a job that pays money, um, that they're moving into adulthood with support at home. Um, I have one child who will never live independently completely. He may eventually get to the point where he needs uh, two or three times a week support. Probably he'll probably need to live in a supported environment. Um, another two who look like they'll probably be making it, but may need support in some areas at sometimes like if a medical issue comes up, probably can't handle it on their own. Um, financial paperwork, things like that, things that get a little complicated, they might need some help with, but otherwise they probably can live on their own. So um, Natalie and I talked about what did we need as parents? And should, you know, she said, hey, why don't we write a book? And so we did. And that was, you know, as we talked about, that was my COVID project. <laughs> um, Blazing New Homeschool Trails is, um, it's a short read, and that was intentional on our part. We think that parts of our family story are interesting, but people don't need to know every little, you know, detail that happened. That gets a little old, but um, we have chapters in there about our individual journeys as homeschool moms, which were a little different. And then we have... What did we do to launch our kids and how did we think creatively and outside the box a little bit? Because these kids don't fit. They don't always fit. Let's put you in trade school. You learn a trade, you go out and get a job. Um, oftentimes it's much harder than that. Yeah. Those basic skills sometimes elude some learners and yet they still have the, they still have the capacity to do something in the world. I believe everybody has a gift that can be tapped. That doesn't mean it will always lead to true independence. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think launching needs to be thought of as different in mm -hmm. some kids' cases and in some, they may make it all the way. Yeah. And some it's really questionable and you got to keep going and keep working at it. And so hopefully we gave some ideas about that. Um, Natalie used uh, apprenticeships for her son. Her son still lives at home. They have created um, a little apartment sort of uh, available to him. And we plan to do that within, we have two master bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So when we empty out at some point, um, our son, Kenny, will We'll be living independently at home as much as is possible. Um, we, we talk about how do you embrace the term interdependence, mm -hmm. which is really, really important. Even if your learner has the chance to possibly be independent, but it's speculative, you know, and maybe they eventually get there. They may always need to be interdependent a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking about for my daughters, they may yeah. need a little help to get over certain issues that happen or, or you know, um, challenges that come across for them. Um, and then we have some re reflections in there for um, <laughs> the chapter titles, reflections for the weary homeschool parent, which could be a parent of somebody with a developmental delay or any of us. Any of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have kids who are challenged to, to yeah. eventually go, I am so done with this. Wish we were finished. Um, and we share what we called our aha moments, mm. the moments when we had awakenings or new enlightenments to um, new ways of thinking for how we deal with our kids. When we really figured out, wait, this is sort of going to be permanent. We aren't going to fix this with harder work. Right. Um, and so hopefully, you know, the idea was to bring hope to parents, maybe not necessarily answers, 
but hope and getting them out of the thinking of it has to look like this or it's failure. Right. Because it is necessarily going to look different, Lisa, for some of us. It just is. And the sooner we get there, the sooner we can help our children get there in their thinking. And that's like a two-step process. Um, We talk about the grief that we parents feel when we come to the recognition of it's not going to look the same. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a process too. And we parents don't talk about that enough when it's really hard and we have hopes and dreams for our kids that they can't live into. How do we, how do we let go of that first to help our kids embrace new dreams? Right. And that's sort of what this whole book is all about. And um, I would say, although this book is about, is for, for sort of specifically those with developmental disabilities, um, high functioning autism, um, pervasive developmental delay with no real answer for it. Um, it, of course, FASD is mentioned in there. We do a little education around that. There are those parents whose kids are just not academically yeah. oriented, inclined, or interested. Uh-huh. What do they do? This isn't necessarily a book about blue-collar work, necessarily. It's about helping the parent let go and embrace the new. It's about thinking differently and some suggestions for how to do that. This is a great book, although it's not titled for such, for any parent who is a little disappointed that their kid isn't going to be reading Chaucer. <laughs> and well, loving it. That is one of the things I love about the the Facebook group, Blue Collar Homeschooling. I mean, join True North Homeschool Tribe. I mean, we're great too. Of course. Blue Collar Homeschooling. Their group, your group is so awesome because it's it's about really rethinking Like what the American dream can look like for lack of a better way to say it. Like we need to really think beyond like you go to college, you get a job because honestly that world is over in so many ways for all of us. Right. And so, yeah, we need to think way beyond the traditional. And, and I do think, you know, we all have hopes and dreams for our kids. And so we're always, then we get our kid and we're like, oh, now we need to regroup. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're real. Now they don't have those plants that we had. (laughs) Darn it. I have great that free will, you know, (laughs) exactly. And I, I love what you, you touched on this. I want to go back to it for a minute is that when we're, when we're homeschooling and we have a house full of kids, even if it's just one kid, you have a house full of kids. Okay. Um, And how do you get yourself educated while you're making the meals, shopping, homeschooling, keeping the dust to a dull roar? I I've joked that I don't dust, you know, taking the dog out. But if you're living your life, and a lot of us are working now, too, while we're homeschooling, how do we resource ourselves to resource our kids? It is a tough job yes. to do that. So yeah. I love the and, fact that your book is short because it's, it's well, short. Yeah, because we realized, yeah, like, like you're just saying, we didn't have the time to read some heavy tome. Yeah. We right. just didn't. We were too busy kind of catching up and reading for our kids, pre-reading and everything. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's a limit to what we can do. Um and, and the fact that you could open this up and turn to the chapter you need in the moment yeah. is, is probably a little helpful. We sort of tried to, try to keep it manageable. And, and you're so right. You're so right, Lisa. It's really hard when you're in the trenches. Yeah. You know, nobody, unfortunately, we don't give birth or adopt and then say, I'm going to spend the next five years preparing to homeschool right. and educate myself <laughs> to become a good teacher. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. Wouldn't it be nice if it did? You, we tend to start going hmm, around five years old. Maybe we're going to homeschool. Yeah. I mean, some of us didn't even do that. You know, I yeah. describe ourselves as sort of accidental, unexpected homeschoolers. And we ended up starting a school year when my my first graduate was in, in fifth grade and him coming home saying, this is going to be the longest year of my life. And I was panicked. 
because this was a kid who loved learning and I, we were slowly watching him slip away from us that way. Wow. And, and he was, he's the one who's twice exceptional. Um, he was reading at a 10th grade level and above in fifth grade. Yeah. When we brought him home, the first subjects he wanted to study when given a choice so I could spend a little time figuring out what I was doing was um, the Cuban Missile Crisis oh, and the Cold War. And I said, yeah, <laughs> kind of tells me right there we don't belong in a regular classroom, right? That was so obvious. Um, and and I, definitely gifted kids or gifted children. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. Whole in other yeah. It, it's not as easy as people. I We have gifted yeah. kids in our program too. And we have a couple of yes. gifted kids and feeding them intellectually when they're just children emotionally and yes. keeping them well stocked with information that is appropriate. It is a tough road right there too. So it's yeah. really, you know, and, and it's interesting because I have educated many people on the fact that giftedness is special needs. Yes. It is special outside the norm. And it yeah. really, when, and I'm not talking a kid who's a good performer academically. Yeah. We're, you and I are talking something different. Yeah. We're talking truly gifted. Yeah. yeah. Um, like an example for, for giftedness with my son was he took AutoCAD at 13 and 14 and was des- and designed his own 3D printer and then built it and it like, didn't copy anything completely wanted to do a screwdriver versus a belt drive and a bigger platform. And the whole bit said, forget it. I'm building it myself. And I, and I have the CAD skills. So I'll do that. And, um, and he's a pilot at 19 and, you know, all kinds of things that he's done. And, and that is way outside the norm and you're right. Keeping him engaged and moving forward and learning was difficult. And, you know, I want to hit on something you mentioned because we don't talk about this. When you have a child who is intellectually pretty far superior and is on that really gifted range, finding appropriate reading material when they're so young is yeah. a real job in it itself. Is. Yes. Because and then you sometimes have to go ahead and, you know, weigh it, the pros and cons of exposing them to things they couldn't because really they need to be moving on. Yeah. And they're bored with everything that's at their, you know, at their sort of emotional developmental level. Yeah. It's, it's okay, a that's your next book, book, Cindy. There's your next book. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need. Another one. I need COVID for another year and none of us wants that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Enough with that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're all burned out on COVID. Yeah, I love how you said too, launching our kids might not be the traditional, they move out, launch. It could be rethinking, like what does adulthood really mean for them in an appropriate way that takes care of them and still gives them independence so that they don't feel infantilized as, as adult people. That's just, really important. Just the word I was going to use and just the exact language I used in a conversation with my son recently, because, um, and you have to keep revisiting those kinds of conversations because what they're feeling, particularly when someone is developmentally delayed, what they need to feel like they're growing up at 17 is different than it is at 21 or 23. And um, we have one who... It, Kenny, who will never drive. Mm-hmm. That's infantilizing a little bit there. That's difficult. And then we live rural, so there's no access. And then we tried the bus and he can't find his way around town because he can't form a mental map. And so that's kind of scary. And, yeah. and um, you know, there's all these things to consider. And so what does it look like and feel like to help them live into their adult self Yeah, in your home? And that looks different for every family. And um, I'm, I'm going to be um, working toward... Um, after I'm done with my own schooling this, this next year with ordination, I'm, I've already have plans to enroll into a project that's a 16 week course on, um, quality of life 
for its quality of life certification for people, young adults and teens with disabilities and helping their families work together to consider that. I already have job coaching certification, but I realized that's not really where my heart is. My heart is in how do you help people who have necessary limitations on their life have a meaningful, full, rich, engaged life yeah. socially, financially. And then that it is very question, how do they feel like adults when a lot of the adult things they want to do, they can't do. Right. And that, yet they're still adults. I mean, they real, my son is really an adult when I talk to him. He's not a child. Right. Um, and having a conversation with him, I feel like I'm having a conversation actually with a 40 year old guy, but yeah. um, how do I help him when he can't do certain things through no fault of his own? Right. And, and finding that balance. And so um, I'm really excited to be taking that eventually. Mm. Um, yeah, that's going to be, awesome. yeah, it's going to start a year from this August. And um, I, I know it's going to be eye opening. It's a very um, engaging program for the learners like me who are going to be doing a lot of field work and, um, and I'm sure I'll learn a lot that hopefully I can bring to, to, you know, your families as well as, as we begin to have these conversations and some of your students are moving forward. Hopefully I'll be better prepared to help them as well. Yeah. Well, and that's how the Adapted Life course came about because we offer Life Skills 101 Adulting with Confidence as as a regular high school class. And one of our families with a developmentally delayed daughter said, hey, could you do this an adapted version? Because only the first semester is applicable. She can't live on her own. And yet she's going to graduate. She's an adult. She's confident. Um, and we need to really help her get prepared with things. So you modified the class. It's still really fantastic. And you yes. want to tell us a little bit about the class for a minute? Cause I'm excited well, about it. Absolutely. And I am too. And it was, and it's so funny. Cause when you reached out to me, it was one of those things that I had in the back of my head, I would maybe offer next year. <laughs> and um, it is always comes when you ask, it's sort of hard to tell you no. Um, and, but it was already like in, in, in the forefront of my brain because in talking to some of the parents that have had academic advising through True North that I've worked with, it's very clear the need is higher there than we think. Yeah. And and thinking how how do you teach life skills to someone who won't be living on their own is a whole nother ballgame. Yeah. And because I have one and we're figuring this out as we go along, I'm just I'm barely a step ahead. Maybe two steps, we're figuring it out. Kenny is um twenty two, he'll be twenty three in November. My daughters are both still home at this point. Actually all five of my kids are home, but um what what does that look like? And we haven't achieved that to a certain degree. And some of it is recognizing where the weaknesses are, accommodating for that, but living into the strengths and the pieces of independent living that they can handle. And so um, being a parent of one myself, I think helps give me a little more insight. Um, and I will be talking to the parents of kids who are enrolled in here to get a feel for as a group collectively, where are the things, where are we headed? Yeah. With all of these kids that whoever signs up for the class, and then I can focus a little more on those areas that look like, you know, they're they're similar across the board. Um, we're going to talk about things that um, you don't talk about in a regular class, like hygiene. Yeah. How do you help a person live into who wants to be clean? Remember it when they have memory challenges. Right. Um, what are the things that they really need to do every day, and what are the things that if it doesn't get done, it's really okay. Yeah. You know, it will get done eventually, but you know, how do you how do you help your learner understand the need for that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be talking about um, marketing and shopping and budgeting because they will be using whatever funds that they have in some ways. And hopefully we can help them gain skills to be confident in using their money. And, and I'm not talking about investing in stocks and everything else. We're talking about how do you figure out when you're standing at something, what's a good deal to to get Mm -hmm. and how do you help them view money 
in as mature a way as possible, because sometimes that's actually really hard, mm-hmm. particularly for learners who maybe haven't been able to go out and get a job of their own and really work with money in the same way as some of our teens have been able to do. Mm-hmm. For some, that's a little out of reach. And yet we still want them to have that skill if they end up with a disability check. Yeah. How can we help them think about how to use that well? And these are issues that aren't there for regular families. Right. And I use regular <laughs> somewhat uncomfortably, <laughs> but you know, what else can we say? Right. Families with traditional learners, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't view this as unregular. I have a whole bunch of those kids myself who I adore, but we do know they need to be taught different things. Yeah. We do know they need to be taught differently. They need to be taught at a slower pace. Yeah. Um, depending on how much time we have in the class or whether we end up doing a second year of these classes, um, I downloaded additional curriculum because I loved everything I saw and I thought how pro- appropriate it was. And thank you, Lisa, for kind of pointing me in that direction. Um, we will eventually be talking about how do you present yourself for employment? Mm. We'll be talking about whether the curriculum talks about it or not. I will be bringing up how do we how do we do socially? Go check out Blue Collar Homeschooling. You'll be glad that you did. There's so many great resources on there and Cindy's website. And we'll put the classes and everything. You can always reach out to me or Cindy um, through either one of our websites or um, Facebook groups. I will definitely put Natalie's um, information in the show notes too. Oh, thanks, Lisa. And yes. I'll put other contact information in the show notes. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.